it's Tony Chapman, and welcome to Chatter That Matters. In this age of noise, I cut through the chaos and the confusion to focus on what matters most to your life, your career, your community, and our planet. At the beginning of every podcast, I ask an essential question, and then together, we go on a quest to mine for insights and identify the big ideas that will help you get to where you need to go. Have you ever had to sell something? Of course you have. My bet is you're like every other kid. You learn to sell your heart out, campaigning for that extra hour of TV or video game time, or, or trying to get a sleepover at your best friend's house. My first full-time job, all sales. Worked for an AM radio station, the West Island of Montreal, CKO Radio. Our studio was perched on top of the Hymas Tavern, which my station manager adored, because he felt the start of a perfect breakfast was one that, where you could take your sunny side eggs and a couple of draft beers. I drove a Ford Pinto. Back then, the thing about the Ford Pinto was if you got hit from behind in a certain way, your gas tank could explode. So I had a pretty good deal in that car. And I had a Samsonite briefcase with a combination locks on each clasp and, and my own, well, it weren't my initials. It was a hand-me-down briefcase, but it still served its purpose. Inside, it was all mine. The pens and pencils, had all the literature of the station, demo tapes, all premiums and buttons. So one day I'm driving up St. Charles Boulevard, Beaconsville. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye an A-frame sign saying, opening soon. The Southern Barbecue Restaurant called Rip Ticklers. What a cold call opportunity. I walked in with my briefcase, tracked down the owners. My eyes were shining, my heart was beating. I represented the local radio station. I couldn't have been more than 30 seconds into the pitch. And with the softest eyes, the owner stopped me and said, hey, we, we would love to advertise with you, but we have no money. And I thanked him and I caught up and that briefcase seemed extra heavy as walking out. But just as I got to the door, I heard, hey kid, you hungry? I looked around, I'm always hungry. Would you like to try some for ribs? We're doing a test plate. We want to see what you think of them. I sat down and I dug in a oh, mighty fine rack of ribs. Best I've ever had. And the next day, really not coincidentally, but opportunistic, showed up at almost the same time. And I tucked into their southern fried chicken and biscuits and gravy. By day three, I think they either felt sorry for me or I annoyed them to the point where they found $300 to put into a radio campaign. Oh, I made sure that they got the best money could buy, the narration, the, the script, the time we could put it on. We ran that campaign for a week leading up to opening night. And that night I walked into their restaurant. And as I walked in, I looked around and realized nobody was there. Just the owner and a couple of friends and that soft eyes and smile that they'd given me a week ago was now a look of fear. 
But thankfully the door opened and a few customers walked in. And then a few more. And before you knew it, the place was packed and I did everything I could to help out. Refilled soda glasses, clean tables. And more than once I asked people, how did you hear about it? And more than once I heard on the radio. This is CKO News. I'm Al Michaels. Auditor General Ken I was, I was hooked. I, mean, I found my calling that night. And it wasn't the fact that I'd sold them something. It's, it's why it mattered. I brought customers to their restaurant. I had, I had helped them with their dream. And I fell in love with what that meant. That euphoria, that energy carried me through my entire career. My ability to connect buyers and sellers, to sell through ideas, to help make things possible, let me build a couple of advertising agencies and a research firm. It helped me when I reinvented myself as a keynote speaker and a host. But I'm often troubled when I ask people what they like to do and they talk about what they're passionate about but almost in the same breath they often say but I don't like selling I'm not really a good salesperson that's not me and I wonder if that's the the stigma that Hollywood has put on selling let me have your attention for a moment put that coffee down let's talk about something important Glen Gary, Glen Ross. As we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. The Boiler Room Operations. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. You want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. Or how the character of a salesperson is depicted in things like Arthur Miller's play. Did you sell anything? Oh, yeah. I, I was selling thousands and thousands, but I just had to come home. How much did you do? Well, I didn't figure it up yet. I, Death I, of a salesman. I, God, Linda, if things don't pick up, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, next week you'll do better than ever. Yeah, I'll knock him dead next week. I'll go to Hartford. I'm very well liked in Hartford. Yeah. Trouble is, people, Linda, don't take to me. Oh, don't be foolish. No, I know it when I walk in that they, they, they seem to laugh at me. It's not sales. Sales is a, the highest pursuit. If you can bring an idea or a product or a service that helps people get to where they want to go, you have immense value to them. So I want to share with you my secrets to selling. They are incredibly simple, but so very powerful. The first thing I have to tell you is you've got to love the idea of selling. Don't get caught up with the, the money. I mean, when I was in the radio business, I was all in, 100% commission. Bad month, I could barely pay for the gas in that Ford Pinto. But in a good month, and I had a lot of good months, I could make more than four weeks and a lot of my friends and their entry-level jobs were making in a year. But it wasn't the money. It was... What happened because of your effort? That's where the love of sales needs to come from. That you are serving a greater good. You are making the impossible possible. Second thing I want to tell you about is strategy. See, most people sell direct me versus you or me versus a bunch of other competitors vying for the same opportunity. 
We're going head to head. And when we go that way, more often than not, the buyer has the advantage of choice. There's three or four people that can meet my needs. And if that's the case, the decision invariably comes down to either our relationship or more often than not in this economy, price or terms. You end up selling into a race to zero. Well, here's the secret sauce that I want to share with you. Don't sell direct. Never make it me versus you. Change the criteria by which the customer buys. That sounds complicated, but it's not. Let's say you're in the healthcare business. You're in the business of selling uh, MRI machines. A hospital you've had a relationship with in the past puts out a RFP, a request for proposal. They want five new machines and they've listed their criteria. And you're going to go with your best foot forward. You're going to talk about the functionality of your machine, the, the sharpness of the images, uh, patient throughput, how easy it is to use, maybe energy efficiency, maybe your financial terms. And you're going to put that on the line. Well, so are your competitors going to do the same thing. You're all chasing the same criteria. But what if you added a twist? What if you could take your buyer, that hospital, and present another idea that made them think that there should be something else we need to be thinking about when we invest? Let's say you put yourself in the shoes of the patient who's getting part of their body scanned to see what's wrong. Now, typically, that information is kept under the cloak of the physician. But what if after your MRI, the patient could get an image on their phone? Well, that's kind of interesting. I get to see what's wrong. I might probably won't be able to read it, but at least there's an image there. But also, if there's a button, you could make a automatically schedule an appointment with the physician. Maybe you could even connect your GP in at the same time. And you're going to have this meeting of the minds via a mobile device. What if when you had the meeting of the minds and scheduled, all the information was recorded? So often when you're at a doctor, you're so consumed by what's wrong with you that you don't digest the information. So what if you could have all that information? And what if the next steps to your recovery were also included? And if you needed physiotherapy, maybe links to people that within your geographical region. What if your journey from a broken bone to health was all within arm's reach of desire? And it all began with the image. And when you went back to present, you got your criteria that everybody else is competing saying, tick, 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 I've done that. But then you say to your buyer, the title of mine is imagining the image through the patient's eyes. And you went to the hospital and you said, what if we could also do this? Think of the benefits. Think of the peace of mind we'd be bringing our patients. Think of how much efficiency we'd be bringing to the healthcare system by allowing the schedule to happen automatically. And people didn't have to drive all over the city. You could get right to the heart of the matter. And think of the efficiency of knowing that the information would be communicated and digested correctly so that patient wouldn't have to come back time and time again to get validation for next steps. What you've done is you've changed the criteria by which the customer's buying. 
they're not just no longer buying an imaging machine to take images. They're buying something that's going to help the patient get better, faster, and more efficient for all who are involved. Changing the criteria by which the customer buys, that's your secret sauce. That's your strategy. Whether you're campaigning for a new job, you're in a marketing, sales, or leadership role, parenting, teaching, it doesn't matter. What matters is you're helping people get to where they want to go. And remember, in this scenario, you're not the hero, as talented as you are. Your products and services aren't the hero, even if they're faster and better. The hero is you're helping people through their journey in life. When you sell at that level, you sell with great purpose and you sell with great honor. It's Tony Chapman. Thanks for listening to Chatter That Matters. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions. I'm Dave Trafford.